Welcome to Shift, a podcast series with Jared and Corey, designed to change how we own our individual journeys and our collective growth. Let's explore the dynamism of the human condition together. I'm Jared. I'm sitting here with Corey, and today on episode five of the Shift Podcast, we are talking about connection. Yes. Right. Yes. We've we've talked about empathy and compassion and vulnerability and, and curiosity. Right. All these different things, and you could, one could argue, Corey, that all of those. Uh, I'm just looking at some of my notes. All of those. Topics, those kind of traits and ideas that we've covered already, are geared towards helping us connect with ourselves, with each other, yeah. with people maybe who we might think are not like us. So right. I'm kind of interested to hear hear what you have to say about connection and hear what we can um, what we can share with our listeners. Right. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about connection because I feel like we've done this as you mentioned. Each thing has built on the other thing. And so if you've listened to some of our other episodes, you, in some ways, have to understand empathy before you can understand compassion. And then you have to understand why compassion is important before you can truly be vulnerable. And then we talked about curiosity in the last episode. And connection, I feel like, like brings all of that together because all of those different aspects that we've covered in the last sessions are all about relation or building relationship to other things or other people and also yourself because I know you do a lot with storytelling and some of the storytelling in my opinion like some of the art of storytelling is really how deeply can you connect with your own personal narrative and I think that when we talk about connection there's different levels of relation like to that story you tell about yourself as well as understanding and empathizing and connecting with the stories of others totally no i mean that, that's so well said and i would argue and i'll speak for myself but i think you know that my story you know each one of each person's story is different right is unique and there's when when you really uh kind of look at your story um, a little more kind of introspectively and, and really kind of reflecting on it, that there's a common thread that we're all just becoming kind of more authentic versions of ourselves, right? And some of you know, we're, everyone's on his or her, their different path, right? So wherever we are on that, it's always evolving. But I've found with myself, the more I kind of really delve into, you know, why I care about certain things, why I do what I do, who I am, what matters to me, then I get connected with my authenticity, with my values, and I'm, I'm in a better place then to connect with other people. Mm. And so I've found that, um, and I try not to be judgmental with this, but when I'm talking with people, whether it's one-on-one or if I'm giving a presentation or leading a workshop or, you know, kind of just assessing or looking at, you know, where are people in their connection with themselves, Mm. right? And again, it's not necessarily a judgment, although I'm sure it creeps in sometimes, but I try not to. But it's more just like seeing, you know, where are people when they're really connected with themselves so that they can connect with with other people? Because when we can connect with other people, that's when we make impact. Yeah. I 
love the idea of impact through connecting with other people. I look at allyship and the way that I show up in those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that really boils down to the common humanity that we can have and recognize in other people. Mm-hmm. And so I think the ability the ability that we carry into these different conversations to have impact really comes down to how much we see other people as human beings and how much we're willing to connect with that yeah. and then like show up for those people and their stories in meaningful ways. I love that. And I mean, maybe you answered it, but I'll ask the question anyway. What do you think prevents people from connecting with themselves and then therefore with other people? You know, we in some ways covered it a little bit when we talk about vulnerability, but I think the theme for both, uh, I think there's a common theme for both, and that's really the fear of what happens if you're not validated. So in being vulnerable, we talked about I don't want to be vulnerable because I'm afraid that somebody is going to tell me that that's not valid or that you shouldn't feel like this is something that is putting yourself out there, that this is something to be scared of. And with connection, I feel like the fear is that you're not going to, that the need to have that connection and the need to build that relationship is not going to be validated. And so then you're going to feel like you put yourself yeah. out there and that it wasn't like welcomed or it was yeah. it's like what, whatever your experience you've experienced you believe your point of view your perspective isn't isn't as you said isn't welcomed or doesn't resonate with someone else and then what are the kind of psychological the consequences of that yeah and so it's this it's this this is really interesting to me because a lot of my work is it's a it kind of revolves around this this matrix of like self-development right doing the personal work understanding who you are what you care for you know why why what you care about matters etc cetera, etc cetera. but then in tandem with or in conjunction with understanding others and kind of doing your homework around other people's lived experience whether it's, you know reading or watching documentaries or listening to podcasts or you know whatever so it's like that combination so you can get to a place where hey I know who I am, and I understand, I don't want to say I understand who everyone else is, you know, fully, but I have a decent understanding of different types of lived experiences, so when I come into contact with things that I'm not familiar with, it's not, um, I'm, I'm, I put myself in a position where I can, um, I can embrace it, embody it, uh, understand it, listen to it, be with it, and not get defensive or be fragile, or any of that stuff. Yeah, it's the idea of interrelation so the understanding in some ways what I feel many like maybe spirituality or religious like experiences are rooted in is this idea that we're all connected to a broader sense of existence or purpose or being and and I feel like most of these doctrines or philosophies there's the idea that when you are out of alignment or not out of connection with that kind of sense then you are not only doing a disservice to the environment or the space that you occupy but to yourself and so almost what I hear you saying is that there is a need to understand these things because it's important to make sure that you're walking in that integrity of connection to be who you truly can be and show up in the ways that truly are important for yeah. yourself and your community. Yeah, it's, it's it is about alignment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And 
you know, in my work with, you know, individuals as a coach and, you know, just seeing, you know, just a, a vast spectrum of different types of people with different interests and skill sets and, you know, jobs and industries, etc. You know, there's, we're, there's such a spectrum of alignment, right, of people who are really like, you know, they know who they are and they're, they're comfortable. There's this state of um, one of my favorite concepts of equanimity, mm. right, of like composure, of confidence, of calmness, um, un, under stress, under pressure, you know, in different situations, you know, and you, it's, it's hard to know exactly how to identify it, but you can, you can kind of look like, man, that person really seems pretty, pretty comfortable with themselves, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that's when we're able to, to make that connection because yeah. people, you're more approachable, you're more accessible, um, you kind of bring that out in other people. So I like what you said that it's, you know, in a way, connecting with yourself is, or, not, or maybe let's phrase it this way, not connecting with yourself is kind of like a disservice to those, you know, on your team and your company and your communities, right? Because the less you know yourself, the, the less able you are going to be to connect with other people. And, and as we said, that's where the magic happens. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about connection here on the interpersonal you know, with others and then the intro with ourselves yeah. as a storyteller I'm curious I want you to dive in a little bit more to the intro mm -hmm. to really understand like why or really tease out for our listeners why it's so important you've touched on a little bit yeah. why it's so important to connect with yourself because I think that part like in order to get to the inter you have to build on the, totally. the self so yeah no that thanks for asking that question that's a good that's a good prompt for me and I would say, you know, people who know me um, and know my work, you know, I'm, uh, and, and as are you, Corey, you know, big into allyship and showing up for others and being interested in others. And, you know, when I was kind of in high school and college, I was, you know, I wasn't super popular, but I was, I was an athlete and I kind of had this single identity of just being like an athlete. Played soccer, played lacrosse, played lacrosse in college. Right, and that was kind of my scene, right, and everything that comes along with that, like, you know, just the jock life, right? That's all I did for fun was watch sports, and, you know, that was kind of my thing. I was a party guy. Um, but at the same time, I had a gay dad. And so, and I didn't tell anyone until I was 20 years old. So from age 14, when he told me that, that he was gay, to 20, you know, prime years of you know, developing who you are and how you understand yourself in the world. I had the secret. So I wasn't really, you know, I was living this, this life of the kind of party, fun, athlete guy. And it wasn't that was totally inauthentic. It just wasn't the whole story. Mm -hmm. And then when I was 20 and I told my friend Amy that my dad was gay and she said, big deal. That was like, whoa, okay. That, like, she gave me permission to really start to explore all of who I was. And so through my 20s and then, you know, into my 30s and now in my 40s, you know, that's been, that was like a catalyst for me to like, what do, what do I really care about? What's, let me strip all the peer pressure and the societal norms and the history and, you know, you know, these identities and all this stuff and really like, what do I really care about? And that's where, you know, I consider myself to be, in, you know, we're, we're all always a work in progress, but I consider myself to be pretty aligned uh, in, in, internally mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think that's that allows me to connect with myself. Um, and then, you know, so I can, when I'm in different situations with different types of people, I'm, I'm more prepared to kind of handle whatever comes my way. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're um, welcome. What I hear you talk about, your you've told me the story and our listeners have heard the story of your father as well. And I hear you talk about that. I hear so much in there that we can take and learn from. One of those things that I heard just now being that, uh, that again, we talked about the walking in your integrity. So not that you were being inauthentic, but then when you were truly authentic and embracing these different identities of you and the people around you and how it makes you who you are, then it in some ways opened you up to experience and connect with people in mm -hmm. a different and like a maybe truly powerful way. Yep. And I think about just at an interrelational level, that that's what connection really is about because we look at society and society really, the basis of society is a recognition of the need for connection. So we enter into like these social contracts with governments and systems because we <laughs> believe that by being in relation with one another, we're going to have some sense of like security and safety and validation yeah. um, because we know ourselves or we know like what we're going to be provided with in relation to other people. Or we think about, you know, we go into a school or we go into like a community space. We opt for that school or that community space because of what we think we're going to get that's going to validate like who we are and allow us to be authentic in that space and so what I hear you yeah, saying almost yeah. is that you know there's an aspect of embracing all of who you are and connecting with all of who you are to bring the best of that and really access the fullness of the connections around you because we're all seeking connection for safety and yeah. basically validation yeah no that was so well put um, I mean really what it's about is you're right like every person and I'm not an expert like on you know the was it uh, Maslow's hierarchy and stuff but you know he yeah. talks about psychological safety like we need to have that sense of belonging right mm -hmm. and so you know especially when we're younger but it happens with people who are you know older as well so yeah. it's not just like a, a youth thing or a maturity thing it's just yeah. like but when you know it's like we're, we we want to protect ourselves yeah. emotionally, you know, of course, physically, psychologically, we want to protect ourselves. So things like being vulnerable, um, put that at risk. Things like um, showing empathy for other people, put that at risk. Um, or we think they do until yeah. we actually do it and we realize, whoa, like, yeah, it might be risky, but the rewards yeah. for ourselves and for other people are so much uh, better. There's, yeah. It's so much more uh, real. And, yeah. and as you've been saying, you know, it's validating for yourself and for others and for that relationship between yeah. two people or between a team. Yeah, right? I, I love that you brought up Maslow's hierarchy of needs because yeah. that, it, it reminds me of something I read. It might have been a Harvard Business Review article where they did research or there's probably been a lot of research studies about this. But this idea of people coming to a point in their life where they're looking back and reflecting on regrets. And almost always this research reflects back to, I regret not taking that moment to build a connection yeah. with, or I regret that moment of not spending more time with this person or understanding or doing whatever with this community, because ultimately that connection 
is the thing I feel like was most valuable that I did not take advantage of and I yeah. had the opportunity. And I feel like Maslow's hierarchy of needs really state like that sense of belonging. That's what we're all seeking. And so mm-hmm. why connection is important is because it really, in some ways, it like edifies us and helps us grow to be who we are happy and living a life without regrets. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think we've talked about Brene Brown here and there in, in some of our past episodes when she talks about in her latest book, um, Dare to Lead, I think is I think I got that title right, um, Rumbling with Vulnerability, right, this idea. And she really talks about trust, like how, you know, and she says trust is like putting, putting what's important to you, you know, uh, at risk with another person. So if I... If, if, you know, so let's take my situation, you know, back when I was 18, 19, 20, you know, it was important to me that people, uh, you know, kind of like me and see me as capable and stuff. So I wasn't, I didn't really trust anyone uh, to, to tell them that I had a gay dad. And now, now I know that was mostly on me because then once I told someone who, who I did trust and she totally was, she didn't put that at risk. She, she, she held that with me. It was like, ooh. So it was like it opened up this new perspective, this new possibility. And I think when we talk about connection like in a kind of a, you know, a professional sense in the workplace, when people, they limit, especially people managers, leaders, you know, executives, startup founders, you know, people who are kind of in charge of, of people decisions, they have a real opportunity to kind of be what um, Rhodes Perry calls a, a, possi- a possibility model, right? So like they're the ones that if they can model that vulnerability and empathy and really showing how to connect with people, then people maybe go, oh, well, shit, the leader did it. If she sh- shared that in that meeting, that was really powerful. Okay, I can do that. I can be that way as well. I love that you brought it to the workplace and in particular leaders that can challenge others and challenge their workforce through their own vulnerability. Because when we talk a lot about the workplace and why this is important, connection, and all of the other things we've talked about, I think we're getting to the heart of this conversation about inclusion versus just simply diversity and representation. Right. Because connection at the end of the day really is about making somebody not just feel like they're there, but that through connection, that they have an opportunity to be an active participant in the community or like the broader sense of things going on and that their experience is welcomed there and that they can show up and be their best selves in that space. And so as we think about these different conversations that we've had um, over the past few episodes, it's always great to kind of lead into like a practical example of how connection looks uh, or maybe what we've experienced personally uh, that has made us see this as a valuable uh, concept. And so as we're talking about the workplace, I'm wondering if you might have any additional thoughts or another story to share where you feel like this is why connection is powerful or this is something you've seen where connection has been particularly powerful for you. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And it is, I'm thinking of, you know, I'm thinking of my last job. So this was, 
uh, over three years ago, and it wasn't it wasn't the greatest job. I'll just say that. Um, that's you know that's why I left and kind of yeah. did my own thing. Yeah. But I had a, a, a direct supervisor who, you know, we had a relationship that was professional, and we didn't actually do that much socially. I mean, occasionally, you know, some of the team would go out and get a beer, grab lunch or something. But so it wasn't really about that. But it was about when we showed up to work in this office that he uh, always was, you know, asked me about my family, uh, the things that we were interested in. He took, you know, he, he wasn't all just work, work, work and kind of official, you know, that stuff. It was like, hey, oh yeah, how was that book you were reading? Or yeah, like, I, you know, how was your weekend? You know, it sounded like it was a lot of fun. Like, and then we would share stories and kind of connect on a personal level, ir irrespective of of work, um, and he was 30 years older than me, so, you know, it wasn't like, so it was just like that, that just little things about just connecting me, taking five minutes in the morning, like, you know, and then when it was like, hey, Jared, I need you to do this and do that, you know, and he was kind of directing me, like, we have this relationship on a professional level, that doesn't mean we can't also have a personal relationship that's friendly and, um, you know, where we're actually connecting as human beings. And I think that example, you know, a lot of people um, do that, but a lot of people, a lot of leaders don't. They think that they're not, you know, if you could see me, I'm doing air quotes, they're not supposed to do that. It's unprofessional. They don't have time. Uh, there's too much, they're too stressed, things are too urgent, they have too many deadlines, all this stuff. It's like, that's, that's not, those aren't mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. You can be effective and efficient and productive and you know, meet your deadlines and increase sales and all the things that businesses need to do and be a human being where you're connecting intentionally with people. And it goes a long, long way. People notice it. Yeah, thank you. I love that. Everything that you shared is so important, especially the piece about not being mutually exclusive because it's not an afterthought, really. It yeah. enhances everything when leaders take that time to be vulnerable or even just find ways to see their employees or connect with people on a deeper level. Um, it reminds me, um, and this wasn't uh, necessarily like a manager-employee relationship, but it was a peer-to-peer -peer relationship with somebody that I had the opportunity to talk with about who they were as an individual. Uh, and I think part of that connection that we ended up building, uh, one, helped me in a lot of ways, like just have a conversation. So we talk a lot about shifting in this podcast and how important it is to do this type of work if we're really gonna show up for other people and understand identities beyond our own. Yep. Um, so it was helpful for me from a learning perspective, but it also was helpful for me to tell my own story because yeah. I was able to approach this person and feel like I developed a real connection. And I, I think we did it through, so all of these elements we've touched on before about empathy, vulnerability, curiosity, compassion. I think we were able to utilize all of those things. But essentially this person reached out to me because of something that I had shared or posted about how difficult it is to talk about diversity and inclusion when it always feels like you're on the receiving end of like hate or like people dissecting your experience or trying to get you to validate or prove like the like the counterfactual of anything <laughs> yeah. that you know is out of alignment with your experience and this person actually reached out and said they wanted to know 
more about why I think the way I think about how diversity is a difficult conversation and why I think that. And so I was surprised, but I said, you know what, I'm going to listen to this moment as a possibility, possible opportunity to make a connection with somebody who I might not normally have a real conversation with. And I just remember sitting down, being a little nervous when we started because I had no knowledge of this individual beyond that kind of initial outreach and was visibly uh, surprised. Um, and we even talked about it afterwards, like how we both were like, oh, well, we saw each other kind of like, so, like take it to be, seemed to be taken aback by how well things went. But uh, I would say I was very surprised but warmed by how like empathetic this person was to hearing about my experiences growing up as a black man, about my experiences and understanding when things like uh, segregation or like the history of this country or, you know, at that moment, like Trump and why people might be afraid of this individual who at that point was just had just been elected and what it means for their safety or what they feel like it means for their family and their communities. And likewise, I was able to listen to this person and I, you know, really try to practice like empathy and curiosity when it came to hearing them talk about why they would vote for somebody like Trump and why they did and how they had this view of affirmative action or just or our history as a country dealing with other communities and how they had a very personal story about their own kind of difficult upbringing and not feeling like they ever fit in. So it's the reason why they think the way they think about diversity and how it needs to be a separate conversation uh, than just one about race or gender or uh, these other kind of immutable characteristics that we sometimes talk about in the workplaces, like the hard and fast, you need to respect these things. So I, I just, I said a long way of saying that I remember that conversation for me uh, was really powerful because I felt like I was actually able to connect and why it was important was because through that genuine, what I felt genuine connection, I felt like I was actually able to learn in the process and we talked about earlier, feel validated that even if they didn't agree with everything I said, they didn't necessarily treat me as crazy yeah. either because they connected with me as a real person. That's, that's an awesome story and I think a great place to wrap up this episode. I will just say to, to, to wrap it up is that, you know, we're all looking for fulfillment, personal fulfillment. And there are three things, that, the three sources of fulfillment. It's relationships, right? It's making an impact and whatever that is for you um, and it's different for each person and it's growth. So that, that story that you just shared, what I heard was all three of those. You had a, a strong relationship because you and the other person were willing to listen to each other and learn and give space to, uh, to see how things develop. You grew from, from what you shared, what that person shared, and, and then it allows you to make an impact because you're connected with yourself and with other people. And then you can go forward with that perspective um, in a better place than you would have been otherwise. Thank you, everyone. You've been listening to Shift, a podcast series with Corey and Jared, designed to change how we own our individual journeys and collective growth. Today, we have been talking about connection. And Corey, where can people find you uh, on the interwebs? Yes, the best place to find me is by checking me out on my website, uh, www.coreyponder.com. The C-O-R-E-Y-P-O-N-D-E-R. 
I also can be found on my business site, Impact Strategies, that's E-M-P-A-C-T strategies.com. So I would love to have you check me out for allyship tips and other resources. And Jared, what about you? Where can we find you at? Yeah, thank you. Uh, you can find me at jaredcarroll.com. That's J-A-R-E-D-K-A-R-O-L.com is my personal site. And also at thirdstoryrevolution.com, my business partner and I uh, engage leaders and communities and teams through the power of story. So that's thirdstoryrevolution.com. So thank you very much for listening today to this episode of uh, Shift, where we talked about connection. Join us next time for episode six when we dive into courage. See you then.